Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report with you tonight, reporting all the way from Roseburg, Oregon, and at the moment, Albuquerque, New Mexico. The people's host is always joining me tonight, the dog cast father himself, Joshua. What's up, brother? Ooh. What is happening, my dude? Who let the Joshes out? Dog father is here, my man. Rocking that sleeveless uh, Jaguar shirt tonight. This is my favorite undershirt, bro. This is a dry fit Nike shirt, and it was a 3X, okay? But I think they sized it wrong, and I ordered it online. Okay, to give you a little bit more of a backstory here. I ordered this online. I need backstory. I I know you do. That's why I'm going there, you know? And for those at home, I'm a hefty man, okay? I'm a lovable 300 pounds, okay? I'm six foot hefty, three. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Okay. So I ordered this shirt online. It's a triple X, okay? Just like my love life. <laughs> Get it? Hey, yo. Get it? <laughs> three yeah. X's, my man. <laughs> I'm following you tonight. I understand what you're saying about the three X Delages. Shirt didn't fit from day one. Cut the sleeves. Undershirt. Best undershirt I ever had. Because the collar's perfect. The collar stays on point. I mean, it never bacons. It never turns mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon on me. Ever. Yeah. Or three degrees of it. Or three degrees of it, ever. So that's one of them Nike fit shirts? Dry fit, yeah. The Nike dry fits, man. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm rocking the... Uh, I, I'm really into the Under Armour stuff. I uh, Same difference, yeah. I mean, that's an oxymoron, but that's okay. We'll, we'll talk grammar later. But, uh, you know, I like the Under Armour stuff simply because uh, I think it's cooler. And The Rock wears the Under Armour stuff. And I'm almost, have you know... After uh, dieting like a, it's fucking stupid, and hitting the gym, I'm I'm almost comfortably into a, into a uh, Under Armour 2X, and that's wow. that's saying a lot. That's saying wow. a lot. You know, I'm putting them up basically. Is what I'm saying. Let me look at. Let me show you that. Okay, that's okay. flaccid. Boom. Boom. I'll pop that up for you. Look yeah. at that. I like it. I just I went flaccid, and then I showed you real strength. You're looking good. And it like wasn't it. my penis this time. I've, no, I know I've shown you my penis a few times on the no. camera. For that, I would apologize, but you're really the one that uh, that got the pleasure yeah. out of that. Yeah, you know, no, is what no. it is. Yeah, you know, I, I really like that you brought up Under Armour. Yeah, so now let me tell you why it was a fucking stupid comment for you to ever say that to me, okay? Let me tell you something, okay? Hey, let me tell you why the Nike Dry Fit is better than your stupid ass Under Armour that you wear. It's because the yeah. Under Armour shirts, they have a little bit of a bigger collar, okay? The Nike one is more... Is a smaller fit, crisper collar than that stupid bullshit Under Armour that you wear. But you know what? I have Under Armour uh, undershirt as well, but it's the backup. Okay. Okay. You're also a black t-shirt guy. I totally am, dude. You know, you and I, for for those that don't know us the way that we know us, which is nobody but us. Right. Nice. That was nice. That was that could have been like a like a the Dr. Seuss thing right there. Right. Sure. Helen Keller. For those of you who don't who don't know us, like we know us because we're us, um, we're kind of the same person. 
I mean, we have a lot of similarities here. Sure. Okay. Same haircut. You run it a little, little lower than mine. Right. Uh, I get a little more dramatic with the side and a sure. little more puffy on the top. Right. Not quite a blow up, but you know, it is what it is. Sure. That's cute. Um, you know, our skin tones, little different, you know, little different, but mind we're there. We're there. We're there. We, we find the same things funny. Uh, we we our, love wrestling. Realistically, we, uh, we on the rail. Our minds are about ninety five percent the same. I feel at least ninety five percent. That's scary, by the way. Right. That's scary. But one thing we absolutely disagree on is the color of t shirt we wear. You rock that black t shirt, and I hate black t shirts. Man, I, I don't, I don't know, know if I own how. a black t shirt. I don't know why you hate black shirts. It blows my mind. So I, I've got one t. Well, I got one black T-shirt that's kind of like what you're wearing tonight. It's the mm-hmm. that that same material, that Nike fit, but it's like it's like the fucking, uh, like the Walmart brand. I don't know what it is, but the sure, cheap yeah. ass brand. Right, right. I wear that one black T-shirt when I'm coaching uh, my daughter's little league team and helping out with that and referee or umpire and all that stuff because the team has a black shirt and that that's the only one I have. Other than that, I don't, I don't, I don't rock the black T-shirts, man. You're a blue guy. I like blue. I wear a lot of charcoal gray, so I get I guess I get close to black. But you know what really pops on me is a nice maroon. A really, really? nice maroon. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Sets like well that. with my skin tone. Mm-hmm. You know, and for those who really didn't know what they were getting involved with tonight, this is the uh this is the new revised TBR. We're talking fashion. Yeah, we're just we're now a fashion show. That's all it is. <laughs> High heels. It's like the dollar bills. Yes, it's it's like Macho Man meets the Devil Wears Prada. That's right. basically exactly. what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Hulk Hogan meets the Goonies. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel confident that we can talk clothing and uh, you're in the background. You're donning these fucking samurai swords up on your, your mantle there. Three of them. Yeah. Okay. Three of them. That, uh, you got a red, a white, and a black one. Right. The badass. Right. Uh, They're yeah, real swords. Pretty too. awesome. They'll fuck you up. What's the significance of these swords? So let me go ahead and go over that with you. So just like Hacksaw Jim Duncan. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Just like Hacksaw Jim Duncan, I carry those with me. Okay. Everywhere I go, I go to work with them, go to the store with them. I bathe with them. I sleep with them. So wow. they're actually all replica swords. Okay. The One of the very top is from a TV series called uh, Naruto. The one in the middle is Snake Eye Sword from G.I. Joe. And then the what? one at the very bottom is a show from, uh, listen, my friend got that sword. Okay. I'm back into this a little bit. <laughs> we got that sword. Yes, at, I don't even talk we to got that sword at a Comic-Con and I forgot what show it's off of. That one's also a replica. It's a little heavier duty though. On the real, if, if okay. someone broke in, that would be the first one I'd go for because it's a heavier duty sword. It's hefty. It's hefty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're you're not a gunman, but you're definitely a sword man. Think about this: you break okay. into a house. Okay, all the lights are off. I start playing Twisted Transistor by Corn through all the Alexas <laughs> that I have synced. Okay, it'd be going through every room. Okay, I have so smart you lights. Scream the, hey Alexis, play play Corn. Hey, Alexis, play Corn. Oh, hang no. on, hang on, dude. The Alexis ain't linking up. Hang on. No, listen, listen. Alexis, play no, corn. because you can set them up to do shit like this. Okay. That was what would be cool. Okay, you set them up to play like corn, twisted transistor. Okay, you get your smart lights to turn to red. Okay, they break into the house. They're like, "What the hell?" They look down my hallway. At the very end of this dark hallway with a red light is a three hundred plus pound man. 
holding a samurai sword. They're going to fucking run out of that half house naked. Half, naked. half naked. Yeah, or full naked. Fuck it. I'm holding the sword between my cheeks. I got two in the hands, one between the That's cheeks, hot. okay? That's, That's right whooping there. their ass. I I would uh I would not rob you just for that. I mean, maybe I would rob you. Maybe I would actually go try to rob you just just for that uh that moment. You think so? In time. Well, moments in time. Tonight we are going to spit a little bit about uh, about women's wrestling, the state of women's wrestling, uh, the evolution, if you will, no pun intended. The last episode, uh, you had kind of left a little teaser. Oh, yeah, just oh, teasing yeah. a little bit. You see the cream will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About women's yeah. wrestling uh, with your Ronda Rousey comments, and uh, you weren't very favorable. You were not very favorable on that crossover. Wow. Uh, but tonight, we don't have to talk. We're not talking crossovers tonight. That was the last episode. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. You fucked hard. Uh, but the uh, the women, the state of women's wrestling, it has really evolved. Um, it uh, the, the, went, started with Mula and her corral, which is very controversial. Um, apparently, they were, you know, some of them say they're prostituted out. Don't know if that was true, uh, but uh, that's interesting to know. And, you know, the Alondra Blaze through the 90s, big one there, uh, you know, uh, Sherry Martell. And you fast forward, and we got a full generation of real women athletes right now. Not to, not to mention the whole attitude. And this is really what I wanted to dig into tonight. The attitude era was full of the, the hotties. Like, that's all, that's all wrestling was, was for women. It was the lingerie matches... Um, you know the the milk the milk matches the who the gets milk their out the titty first. matches. They were all yeah. pregnant. It was a weird era, you know, really weird. And you know the the women they back then I was all about it. You know, I was a horny teenager. Sure. Um, but now as I look back, it's kind of degrading. You know, uh, honestly, it's wow. That's uh, that's all we could see in these athletes, huh? Where now we have fully athletic female wrestlers that, in my opinion, in the last, I'd take a stretch here, in the last five years at least, the women's wrestling has been the rest, best wrestling on not only uh, all, all WWE, but of recent, um, maybe even AEW. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't God. mention AEW without you without you responding. She has oh, one good match, and everyone forgets the 85 shithole matches she had. The fucker bleed. That's all what happened, okay? She had a match and she started bleeding. Get the fuck over it. She bleeds once a month probably still. Okay, who cares? Every other match she's ever had is shit. Fuck that, okay? Well, the AEW's jokes women's on division is still trash. I don't care if Dr. Baker had one match that was good. Okay, great. You had one the good joke's match. on you. I'm not even talking about Britt Baker. I'm talking about Thunder Rosa. No. Well, you bring up Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Yeah, go fuck yourself, huh? Thunder Rosa's okay, yeah. She's all right. Everybody knows that on this show, if you're a fan of this show, you know that I love Charlotte Flair. Love her. And uh, I think that she is not only the greatest female wrestler of all time, that she breaches into those uh, top five conversations now of greatest wrestlers of all time. To be honest with you, I think she's given her dad's legacy, Ric Flair, I think she's given him a little run for his money. I think she's as equal to Ric Flair's legacy as Ric Flair is to his legacy. As I mean, she's she's as, she's as big as to the women's division. Charlotte Flair is as big to the women's division as Ric Flair ever was to, to the men's. 
I would agree with that. Um, I would I would actually take uh, take that a step further because, be quite honest with you, I really only watch Raw to see what's going on with Charlotte Flair at the time. That's really it. And when she was on SmackDown, I did the same thing. Um, I'm a little more engaged in SmackDown. I don't want to dive into that, but but I, I specifically want to know what's happening, what the next step is in Charlotte Flair's career. I can't, you know, I mean, then you talk about the matches she's had with Sasha Banks and, and Becky Lynch and, and these females coming up and, and making making the, the noise that they have. Uh, this women's division that we're witnessing is, like I said at the beginning here, it's 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 the best we've ever seen and could be some of the best wrestling we 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 see on a weekly basis. It's definitely moved farther than it ever has. I mean, compared to like where like the famous Moolah and all all them were, you know, they were like wrestlers, and then that kind of got away. And then you had the divas yeah. during the '90s and the early 2000s, but you still had like China and Trish. And Lita, you know, they were all changing up. But even them, you know, people always say yeah, Trish Stratus is the best women's wrestler. She is good. But when it, com- when it comes down to it, compare her to Charlotte Flair or Sasha mm-hmm. Banks. She doesn't really hold a candle to them, to be honest. So I'm glad you brought that up because recently uh, the WWE just did a top 50 women's wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go through that list, um, but it was a very, very put together, well, very well thought of list. And uh, all wrestling fans love lists. So, I mean, this was going right. to be a big hit for them. It was, it was a dirt sheet, um, sure. Number one and number two was Trish Stratus at number one and uh, Charlotte Flair at number two. Number and I was two. pissed at that. I was pissed at that because Charlotte Flair is hands down a better pound for pound wrestler than Trish Stratus. But Trish Stratus is always going to get the edge in that conversation because she was the first. You know why? Because she was the first to break out of the female show your titties thing and and actually wrestle. You know why? She's getting the same fucking treatment that Stone Cold gets to Hulk Hogan. Okay. Hulk Hogan, if you put him on a list... He's always going to be ahead of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is it because he's a better wrestler? Hell no. Stone Cold wrestle fucking circles around Hulk Hogan. He drops a leg drop and an elbow and goes, oh, I'll lift you up, brother. Okay. But because he's Hulk fucking Hogan, he's always going to be ahead of Stone Cold on that list. Always. And I think that's the same thing you're seeing between Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. Because really, that's the same comparison, the closest comparison you'll ever get. Okay, Trish Stratus is the Hulk Hogan of women's wrestling. Okay? And people go, what about the Great Moolah? Yeah, the Great Moolah is the Bruno San Martino of wrestling. Okay? that They wrestled back in the day. Who fucking cares? Hulk Hogan put wrestling on the fucking map. Trish Stratus put women's wrestling on the fucking map. Okay? But when it comes down to all-around skill... We could both agree that Charlotte Flair is on another fucking level. Trish Stratus mm-hmm. to today, she's good on on the mic, but I think she'd be in the same kind of category as like Becky Lynch. Okay, she's kind of that same sort of character. The I don't give a fuck, you know. I'd kind of do me category, but even at that, Becky Lynch is a better wrestler than Trish. But don't get me wrong, Trish Stratus is a is a damn good women's wrestler, yep. but comparable to like now. She's all right. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I really want to. I want to jump back to what you're saying there about Hogan and Stone Cold. Uh, this is an argument that's going to go down uh, as long as there's wrestling fans arguing. This this argument's going to be going to be made. 
Um, I, I think we both agree. Stone Cold is the greatest wrestling attraction to ever live. Mm-hmm. Um, his merchandise sales alone say that. His, his Austin 316 t-shirt is still a top 10 seller for WWE today. Today. Right. right. So, I mean, what does that say right there? That that means that he created a fan base that has outlasted the time. He I'm not created, saying that Hogan doesn't sell he t-shirts. Created, but well, Here's the difference, though. Stone Cold created the biggest fan base in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan created the biggest fan base outside of wrestling. If you go to the average person and go, do you know who Hulk Hogan is? They're going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, duh. If you go mm-hmm. to the average average person and say, do you know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is? They'll probably know who it is, but there's going to be a bigger percentage of people who don't know who Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. is. I don't know if I agree with that. Really? And the reason you the think reason their I name say, has the same draw? I do, and I'm going to tell you why. Because a, a lot of folks, and if you really think back on some of the conversations you have with people that are maybe you're at work or you know casual friends or whatever, and they find out you're a wrestling fan, most of those people will reference, "Yeah, I used to watch wrestling when it was Stone Cold, back in Stone Cold's time." You know, they're you know, I, they don't know it's the Attitude Era, but that th- they will reference back to Stone Cold. See, I get you more have to Goldberg. get somebody in that you got to get somebody above their in their fifties and up. Before they'll reference Hogan first, I think outside the wrestling world, Goldberg has a bigger name than Stone Cold does. I completely disagree. Completely disagree. Really? I think Goldberg has a big name because of that that stupid ass fucking streak that nobody really knows how many how many wins that really was. Some say it was a, a realistic seventy two. Others say it was one hundred eighty seven. Who fucking knows how many? It was all bullshit. And he had a monster that truck. streak. Yes, that that streak right there got him big. He's had some fame of late because of some of these these manly TV shows he's oh, done. Fuck. Uh, but no, I would not. I wouldn't say that at all. I, to, and especially to say that more than Stone Cold. It, and, and here's the thing: is Stone Cold is now more relevant today oh, sure. than he was back then. Right. I think uh, as of, than you he know was what? back then. Even I'll probably agree with you on that. As as of recent, I think Stone Cold has finally passed the Goldberg. But I think that's only yes. as as of recent. I think you, you go back to even 2019, Goldberg's still pulling a bigger name than Stone Cold. Don't agree. I'm sorry. I don't agree. Wow, still. I, I just I, I just don't because it, it all goes back to merchandise. <clears throat> and what just happened? Okay, in the last two years, we've seen Goldberg in the ring. D- nobody was really popping when his music hit. Nobody's popping because Brock Lesnar fucked everybody on that, dude. No, 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 you're, you're, you're missing the point. The opponent doesn't matter. Stone Cold's glass breaks on any show on raw on SmackDown on the fucking today show. People are going to pop for that. I'm not talking about his opponent. I'm talking about Brock Lesnar fucked over every old wrestler returning. The fact that they brought back Brock Lesnar and treated him how they did the, the fans now get scared when people like Batista or gotcha. someone Super comes back because they're like, oh my God, they're going to hold the belt forever and ruin everything. So yeah, Goldberg, the first night Goldberg came back, bro, the fucking place erupted. He mm-hmm. stayed there for three weeks and they were like, oh, here we go. Let's hate him, boys. And his return 
ruined his whole legacy. Okay. I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this this is the episode we're talking about women's wrestling. We digress, uh, but you know, it is relevant because because of these guys we're talking about, they ushered in uh, what we see now. We see a workers wrestling. Uh, you look at NXT. You look at AEW. I can't put Raw in that conversation because that's still very much sports entertainment. SmackDown has more wrestling than um, than sports entertainment at this point. But uh, without those guys' influence, you can't have their daughters, honestly, because that's a lot of the a lot of the female wrestlers today are second generation. Right. You don't ha- you have them coming into the business now and doing the the business they're doing because of what those guys did prior. And and they want the t-shirt sales. They want the fame. They want they want all of those things and and damn it they're going to they're getting it. Right. They're absolutely getting it because because look at what's happened now and I I kind of want to I kind of want to end on this point tonight. You look at what um a, a wrestler like Mandy Rose if she was in 1999 to 2003, perfect. Perfect right. era for her. Right. 100%. She's beautiful. Perfect era. She's got the look. Shoot him and into Stratus. 100%. 100%. She has some skill in the ring. Uh, she would have she would have went toe-to-toe with that Molly Holly, that Lita, that Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. But she's in the wrong era now because now she's too pretty. Right. right? Now, I'm not saying these other female wrestlers aren't pretty. They're all pretty. Okay, I'm not I'm not debating their their beauty here. Bombshells, what I'm right? debating is that they are uh they are talented and they're at another level that a Mandy Rose, she can't rely on her good looks. Where back in the day, that's what they had to have was their good looks. Sable, Sable couldn't go 15 minutes in a ring. Come on. Come on. 15 minutes in a ring? Yeah. No. No. Sunny you know, back in the day, she did 15 minutes in the ring, but it was all on her back. Hey, yo. So, yeah, the the evolution of women's wrestling has uh, has has taken a good turn. Um, I like that we now have real wrestling. I think it was uh, I think it was Bret Hart. And I want to say around 2014, he did a shoot interview and he was talking about what, exactly what we're talking about tonight talking about the state of women's wrestling now he made no bones about it that he you know his his uh niece or whatever she is natalia uh natty nyhart is the greatest of all time you know of course he's going to say that that's his that's his family uh but what he said is i only tune in to see the women wrestle now because that's where real wrestling is in the wwe at the time right Uh, it's absolutely relevant now i think the most important the most viewed um WWE title is 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 strapped around a, a woman's waist. Uh, I that's my opinion. I agree with you on that. I think I think currently the women's division in the WWE is more anticipated for sure, and usually a better quality match. Not always, but when you the the bigger names on bigger names as of currently, like champion on champion matches, yeah, probably the women's division. Absolutely. That's why they're headlining. That's why they they're taking all these pay-per-views and, and they're the most anticipated. Uh, we saw night one of WrestleMania this year and 37 end with the women's match, the women title changing. Um, it's their time. It's absolutely their time. And it doesn't matter if they're heel or they're baby face. They know exactly who they are.
This has been a Dogcast production.